You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Robinson. I'm joined this morning by Matt Kendrick and Ashley Priest. Uh, Matt, are you well? I am, yeah. I'm seeing that Ash is, um, Ash is going for the Pat Rowe look, isn't he, with his old, uh, the old specs on. Suits you, mate. Look intelligent. <laughs> That's all right, am I? Yeah, I got told I need glasses last week, so these will be a regular picture now for the Atlanta Blue viewers. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> I can't wear I look like Howard from the old Halifax adverts, I wear them. Yes. I can't wear them on screen. Thankfully, I don't, I don't anyway. have glasses with me just yet. But yeah, Matt, you're well. Ash, you seem well as well. All in good spirits. Uh, the last episode we did of the Carp Blue podcast, we said, well, well, we'll be back at some point when the next manager is appointed because we know we're not going to just keep speculating. And the next manager has been appointed. Mr. Steven Gerrard is Aston, Villa new, Aston Villa's new head coach. Um, so just before we get into the comments, we'll come to you individually first of all and get your initial reaction. We'll start with you, Ash. Um, you know, it's kind of been in the pipeline for a couple of days, but how are you feeling about it now? It's all official and he's uh, he's holding the shirt. Yeah, very exciting. It's a, it's a box office announcement, isn't it, really? Box office is the millions worldwide are now talking about Aston Villa. This is what Christian Perslow wanted. He made him his, his number one man. And he got him over the line. Uh, talks yesterday went well. And here he is, three and a half year deal, we've, we've been told. Um, and yeah, just really exciting signing, box office, like I've mentioned. And and yeah, he's got it all to do, though, for me, Dan. I'm sure we'll get to that. It's a big job, um, but really exciting addition. And he'll, he'll be keen to improve himself. He'll have, he'll have a few critics, rightly so, given, given his time at Rangers. And he's still a bit of a rookie manager. We all know that. But he couldn't turn his job down. He really couldn't. Eight on the top six, this is the, as good as it gets. Um, and what a job he's got, and I think he's going to he's, he's going to love his time down there, and he'll be keen to prove himself right from the world go, starting that Brighton game uh, week Saturday, uh, win there. It's all about momentum for me. So, so yeah, uh, really good, really exciting, and start of a new era, Dan. Yeah, as much as you say, it's a box office announcement for who he is. You know, it's Stephen Gerrard, ex-footballer managing Aston Villa at a young age. I hope we are talking about him, and the rest of the world is talking about him because he's a good manager as well, and not just because he's Stephen Gerrard. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll judge him on that in the coming months. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about it? Um, I feel feel strangely strangely excited, but part of me feels a bit guilty about being excited because I'm still still in mourning for the for the previous manager. It's a bit like um. It's a bit like having a having a breakup. I think where you know you <laughs> get get on the rebound quite quite quickly. Um, <laughs> but I just hope we're not you know I hope we're not not checking Dean Smith's Facebook pictures over the next kind of couple of couple of months <laughs> to see him, see him holding hands with somebody else. So I think I think the thing that really really encourages me encourages me about Gerard over and above anybody else well not anybody else but the, the thing that encourages me about him over and above any other consideration is the fact that he thinks Aston Villa he sees the potential in Aston Villa to progress his career he wants to go to go to the the very top and there's a lot of talk about oh he's only going to use us as a stepping stone I mean, somebody on social media made the very valid point yesterday that outside of Dean Smith do we think any other manager would have turned down Liverpool if they come knocking mm-hmm. and wanting wanting to take him. I don't think they would. So, you know, we want to be back at the top table. We want to be, you know, on a par with with Liverpool, fighting for for titles and Champions League, um, glory nights at Villa Park and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I think we've got to recognise our place in the food chain. And the only way that that Liverpool or anybody else for that matter will come and knock knock Villa's door to try and get Steven Gerrard is if he's doing a 
bang on job for Aston Villa. That's what we all want to see. Let's 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 use Steven Gerrard as a stepping stone as much as easily using us as a stepping stone. Take us into Europe, deliver the next stage of this project, and then we'll be in an exciting place. You know, the, the only thing a manager can do is leave the club in a better place than where where he's found us now. Dean Smith was able to to deliver on that. If Steven Gerrard's able to do that, then we should be in a, in an exciting place by the time his tenure comes comes to an end. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think in all the speculation leading up to whether it could be Gerrard, you know, since Smith has gone, I've often said, you know, if it is a stepping stone to Liverpool and he leaves, then I don't know whether I'm on board with that. But I kind of want to shift all that out, out of my mind now that he's confirmed he's the manager, so I'm behind him. And I don't really want to hear Liverpool mentioned again, to be honest, until we play them. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, that, I think the whole world will be mentioning it. Yeah, the rest of them will. But I mean, on this, I'm not just going to keep going, oh, we've had a good season. So is this the year he goes off to Liverpool? Like, if it happens, it happens. It's a bit like the, the Grealish thing. I don't want to hear about him until we play Man City. I don't want to hear anything to do with Liverpool until we play Liverpool. The, <clears throat> the Liverpool links are relevant. You've just said, you've said you don't want to hear about Liverpool. You've just said Liverpool 15 times. Why don't we have a swear job? Why don't we say that every time <laughs> somebody says that, the L word? That we have to put. I mean, we're we skin, so let's just say fifty p or or twenty p. We put twenty p in the jar every time we we mention the L word in context with Stephen Gerrard, and at, not not today, not at, at, yeah, after today, after yeah, yeah. this podcast, every time we mention the L word, we put twenty p because we're stingy in a swear jar, and at the end of the season, we donate it to Acorns. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah fair enough. I mean, that's not a great thing, is it? Because we, we, we were going to say that we're not going to mention it, so there's not going to be much in that swear jar, is there? Oh. Um, well, Listen, we'll mention it, don't you worry. <laughs> what does Gerard bring to Villa then, Ash? Uh, you've done your research, you've been looking at what he's what he's done at Rangers, the coaching staff, which is a, a big question in the, in the comments at the moment. Do we know what's happening with... I always want to say Ian Beale. That's going to happen a lot. Michael <laughs> Beale. Ian Beale wouldn't be a great fit. Uh, Michael Beale and um, yeah, he's, the rest of his coaching staff, are, are they going to come? What's happening to Austin McPhee? And, oh, oh, God, I'm all over the place. Austin McPhee, Neil Cutler... Um, as of yet, we can only just assume that McPhee and, and, and Cutler are staying and that the, the rest of Rangers coaching staff will come as well. Because you know, if you're going to go after Gerard and you're paying compensation to get him, just get his team, give him what he yeah. wants, get your man, get your manager and get get the people around him. So you would assume they're coming. So with all that said, what does Gerard bring to Liverpool going forward? Not Liverpool, Villa, Christ. Oh! <laughs> 20p, ding. Ka-ching! Should make a little graphic every time it gets in, top top up the uh, money, uh, piggy in the bank. Um, he brings a nastiness first and foremost. He brings that us against them mentality. Uh, he's going to shake the dressing room up like you wouldn't believe. But I, I feel. Um, I think Dean Smith, as much as we like Dean Smith, I think he's too nice at times. Um, I think the players are going to feel the full force of the, the Gerard factor. He's going to shake shake things up in there, and he's going to bring yeah. Give Villa their bite back, I've said. I think he's going to make them a nastier team to play against. And it'll be all, all out to win a game of football. When's the last time Villa won a game of football? No, it's been weeks, hasn't it, man? You're away. So, he needs to address that first and foremost. Get back to winning ways. And uh, I think he did at Rangers as well. Was getting his players to buy into his beliefs. I mean, his players at Rangers. I went to I went to Ibrox a few back in August, I did, for the old firm. And just just the, the shift the players were putting in for him and... They leave it all on the line, and I don't think we can say that about a few Villa players of late. Yeah. As brutal as that sounds, I think they've left a bit out there. Um, it's cost Dean Smith his job. Um, so yeah, he'll get the players buying into his beliefs. He'll shake, he'll shake a few heads and whatnot. And yeah, ruthlessness. I think he'll bring that, like he did as a player, all out to win, winning mentality, and he want to get the players rocking down there, like he did at Ibrox. So yeah, it's 
all in this bad bad momentum. Galvanising the club again because we're, we're struggling, aren't we? Two two points above the drop zone, not looking good at all. And it's a big job for, for Gerard. It really is. I can't understate that enough. Um, but momentum's huge, as he's found with, with the Rangers job, winning that title, going on we, we, uh, we, winning streaks, and he'll look to do that here. In terms of the coaching style, I, I have been told that Bill is joining him. Um, that's from Cardiff reporters on to me this morning saying Bill wasn't with the, the Cardiff post and going there. But no, I've, I've been told Bill's joining. As will McAllister, I expect McAllister to join in as well. He's back room team. As for Cutler, McPhee and Danks, we haven't heard nothing about them yet, their roles at the club yet, but we'll soon see. I think Gerard will speak to them in the coming days if he hasn't, hasn't already, probably today, knowing he's at Bodymore Heath. So, yeah, things to be addressed. I think we'll hear about the backroom team in the coming days, um, but it's all there. We've got a good time to bed in now, get, get used to his surroundings. And, uh, yeah, see what's what. And excited, I think, yeah, like I've said, I think, Gerard missed the nasty and hopefully he transcends on the pitch and gets some results done. Just onto that before I come to you again, Matt. There's people in the comments now talking about Mings potentially losing the captaincy, selling loads of players and shaking it up. Is that something you could could see, Ash, that he, he makes drastic changes like that? Not, not on November 11th, Dan. There's, there's a, two, two more months left to the window open, so he needs all the players he can get, but he'll be galvanising them now. We'll be mm. checking them, checking them out in training. Obviously, Dean Smith had his favourites. We all know who they were. He had a leadership group as well. Lots of Mings and McGinn and people like that. But, but yeah, he'll be checking everyone out. He'll be leaning on the senior players as well. And um, I think standards will automatically improve then straight away on the training pitch. If you see Gerard's looking at you from the touchline, you're going to put it in, aren't you? Um, so, yeah, standards will be lifted straight away. I think I think standards dipped as soon as Terry walked out the door in the summer. Yeah. Um, I think I think the I think the players coasted a little bit. Um Knowing how they performed last season and then coming into this one, they got a rude awakening on the opening day. Didn't know what they got, they got smacked down there, and these last five games haven't been good enough. So, yeah, heads will need to roll for me. I think it needs to need to give give, uh, give them a talking to big time um, and galvanise them, get that momentum going, get everyone to believe in what you're doing. And uh, here we go, as it says. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited and yeah, down to Gerard now to prove it. There was a, a clip I saw from a, a podcast that you done with, with Jake Humphrey. I, I haven't seen it all, but it was a, a minute clip maybe talking about building a no-excuse mentality yeah, yeah. that, you know, we can go there as the club and say, right, we can give you the, the training ground, we can give you nice kits, nice food, we can do all these things for you, but we're going to make this environment that you can't have any excuses. You can't come to us and say, this isn't quite right, this isn't quite right. We want you to go out there and give everything on the pitch. And just that as a simple mindset, it feels like an improvement somehow. Like I know we've got to see it translate into Villa because you know the Scottish League is very different. As much as there is still pressure for for Rangers being a big club, you, you know you still go up there and succeed, haven't you? You know it's not as easy as just saying that they're guaranteed to win because you know that hasn't been the case. So he has done a good job up there, but it's got to come and translate it down into the Premier League. Um, Matt, what do you think about the points Ash has just made there about Villa being a bit of a soft touch previously? I think you both nailed it really with the, these word standards and um, yeah that, that inter- interview that you just referenced was was really interesting because you're right not only was he saying that we make everything just so for players that remove excuses but an interesting thing that I found him saying on that podcast as well was that I'll, I'll wear all this pressure I'll wear all this responsibility you know anything I think that, I don't know what the phrase was it was something like I'll defend you or I'll protect you. I'll protect you, I think he said, yeah. I'll protect I'll, you as I'll much as I can. You. And I think that's that's a big thing. And I'm not saying that that, that wouldn't have been the, the, the case with the previous manager, but I think what what Gerard does bring, and this is properly stating the obvious, is 
he knows what it takes to be an absolute top world-class player because he's done it and he's lived it and he's got the medals to, to show it. And we know that the one big ingredient that he takes to do that is talent. So, you know, that that's a given. There's going to be players in that dressing room who haven't got the, the don't bless the talent. You know, probably most of them, all of them, who don't <laughs> bless the talent that Steve and Gerard did as a footballer. But talent's only the start of it. And mm. he knows. And interesting that Ash referenced John Terry, because I do see it very similar into the way, not, not necessarily when John Terry was part of the coaching staff, the impact that John Terry had when Steve Bruce brought him into the, the dressing room, probably probably even more closely the impact that John Terry had on Jack Grealish and how he turned him into a potential player, then instilled good habits into him, said, well, if you're going to be maximize your ability, you've got to you've got to have these good habits, you've got to got to live life, you know, you've got to live life the right way. I hope that Gerard can can bring that into the villa dressing room because we know there's a talented bunch. We also know that they're not they're not punching the weight at the moment. So I just think those things are the things that excite me about it. The thing that he knows what standards are expected to to succeed in the Premier League. And he is also gambling his own reputation on a job that has proven to kind of ruin manager careers in the past. So he backs himself. So he's going to, you know, we've talked about the players leaving everything out there. Steven Gerrard's going to leave absolutely everything out there because he's not going to want this to derail his career. He's going to want this to, to, to help his career kick on. Yeah, would you say it's almost as big a risk for Gerrard personally for his managerial career as it is Villa taking him on as a manager? Because if, if yeah. this fails for him, he won't be getting Liverpool. He'll, he'll know that as well. He's on a three and a half year deal. He knows he has to get, do it all now and and, and start get, get, yeah and start quickly. He'll know that as well. Otherwise, the, the critics will be out straight away. Um, what's his Premier League credentials? He's not really doing it. Uh, and then that Liverpool driving up there for him. So, yeah, he's up against it from the off. I think Gerard knows that. Um, he's a tough old job. The teams around around Villa in the Premier League are all improving. Look at your Brightons and Palaces. Everyone's improving. Villa Villa have dipped. So it's a yeah tough job. I can't stress this enough. He has to get off to a flyer. Um, he took a couple of games coming up. We'll, get, we'll allow him to do that. And then he's got the big boys, Man Cities, and testing himself against the elite. So he'll relish it though, Dan. He will relish this and. People are asking about his style of play. He's, no, he's, ask you that next year. he's a forward-thinking manager. He's, he's he's got a good team behind him as well. Very attacking, um, as he was as a player. His teams how how he, how he performed as well. And interesting from the statement as well from Perslow. I think just the second paragraph in, he said, "We've liked what Gerard's done with the young players, and that is, that is something we extremely value here at Villa." So, Jacob Ramsey, Carney, Chukwueka, people like that. They're gonna they're gonna improve and he, 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 he try and get the best out of them as well. So. Yeah, it does bode well. Um, yeah, he's a forward-thinking manager. He gets on the front foot. And yeah, I think he'll go at it. Hammer and time like he did as a player. Um, just on the young players very quickly as well, Matt. What will they be thinking watching Steven Gerrard come in on the training pitch? Because even, I don't even mean the young players that are 17, 18. I probably won't even have seen him play, to be honest. I'm not even talking about the 25, 26-year-olds that would have grown up watching Steven Gerrard in the Premier League, which is, you know, that's our, the majority of our squad, really. They might look over and think, oh, that's bloody hell, that's Steven Gerrard. And with all due respect to Dean Smith, you don't have that same thing with him, dear. But then again, what does that really mean? He's still going to be a good manager, isn't he? Just what he's done in the past as a player doesn't doesn't really matter. Yeah, he's young enough to still be a very relevant footballing superstar in the eyes of many, isn't he? You know, he's not been retired that long. So he's, he's clearly going to have that aura about him. 
you know, I can't, I can't pretend to know much about Steven Gerrard as a person, but the bits that we've been privy to from, from his media stuff so far is that I think he would still bring a kind of every man quality to it as well. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he'd, he'd I don't think he'll rule that, rule that training ground and rule that um, dressing room, if you like, by reputation of I'm Steven Gerrard, I've done this, I've won this. I think he'll rule it by just being, you know, be, being being very clear about the standards that are expected. I think he can do that with his personality rather than having to bring his medals into Bodymore Heath and, and leave them on the canteen table. So <laughs> listen, I'd, I'd like to think that players who have got to the heady heights of Premier League football um, with Aston Villa, albeit many of them not played in the Premier League very often be- before, aren't going to be starstruck by the new manager. They're going to be motivated and inspired by him. Um, so I think it's... I say it's taken me a while to to come to terms with this. To be honest, we've not, I say a while. Smith was only sacked three days ago, four days ago, but I can see the benefits in it. I can see the benefits in it, in it. and because it's a, a bright new era, and we really want to embrace this and see Villa kick on. I think I'll leave my leave my reservations to one side for for now and say, right, this opportunity is here. It's a massive opportunity to manage Aston Villa. Imagine, you know. Imagine being able to to manage manage Aston Villa kind of three or four years into your, into your managerial career. That's that's a massive massive thing that he's been given. So let's see what he's got. You know, mm. pre- the pressure's on, but also as Dean Smith has shown in dispatches over the last couple of years, you get this place going, and it can it can really really be a really exciting vibrant place to be. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to going down there a, a week on Saturday with. With my lad and his mate and me, me nephew and uh, just having a just just feeling it, just feeling what 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 new villa what what new villa feels like. So, like Ash says though, that can soon be lost if, if we don't get the momentum going if we don't don't deliver from day one. Are we, are we? I mean, I feel like I was about to say, are we going to, into this with a bit of blind faith? That's all we can have, really. But uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of comments coming in saying, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm concerned. I'm not sure he's the right man. Can we just kind of address that side of it as well? I think it's our youngest ever manager, unless I'm mistaken. Not had any Premier League experience. Only been a manager for for three or four seasons, like you said, Matt. This is a gamble, isn't it? But if this is who Perzo and the owners want as fans, we just kind of have to back that until it, if or when it goes wrong. Yeah, you have to back the judgment. We got, we got it spot on in 2018, hiring Dean Smith. Yeah, on Rio's in the running there, but look with Dean Smith because he's what he did previously. So, so yeah, um, got to back the judgment. We've gone all out for, for the man, the, the number one target, and they got him in, in quick fashion as well after sacking Smith just on Sunday. What we what we are now Thursday today, it's all done. It's all, it's all in all in order, and they'll have the next ten days or so to to get ready for Brighton. Um, so yeah, I mean Gerard's only 41, like you say, and. A bit of a rookie managerial wise, but he's been in the intense heat of, of, of having to compete with Celtic and he stopped, stopped there 10 in a row. And it's a two horse race up there. And if you lose a few games up there, Dan, you're out the door. And yeah. Gerard didn't, didn't lose too many. So, um, I think Perz has been impressed by that, what he's achieved up there. He's also been impressed by what he achieved in Europe as well. I mean, going, going, going at teams as well. I mean, he's on a shoestring budget up there as well. So, he's getting the best out of players within his squad at Rangers. And, and, this is where it's led him. So he needs to get, get the best out of this bunch now. And he's got a good squad to do it, Dan. Let's not forget this is a good squad he's got there. He'll be back to the Hilton in January as well. I think he'll, he'll have already had them conversations with, with Perslow. What's he getting in the January window? Um, 
regarding that. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, he's got it all to do, like Matt says, and he's got to go off to a flyer, really. Sorry, I was just writing something down. Um, I don't know whether you I think Brian Little was 41. Oh, was uh, same age, yeah. Or close as well. So just, just a clarification. <laughs> that is fair enough. Bear with me. Um, right. Any questions? Uh, first press conference. Do we know when that is, by the way? No, no news yet. No. Cool. Next. <laughs> Next question. I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, we've got another five minutes, sir. So I was going to do a list of the the five things that Gerard needs to do first as manager. What you know, his first tasks are. So, can we think of five things between us, Matt? Do you want to put you on the spot first and go with number one? I'll go with the with the obvious one, I suppose. Make sure we've got that midfield blend right. You know, he's arguably one of the two or three best midfielders that the Premier League has seen with midfield department is an issue that <laughs> has rumbled on and we've, we think we've fixed it and then, then we haven't rumbled on for probably a generation. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I think Ash has touched on it already in terms of what he could do for the likes of Jacob Ramsey and Chukameka, but I also think what he can do for John McGinn um, is a real, real interesting, interesting challenge. You know, if if Gerard does does want to bring the kind of the fast pressing game to to Villa, and thinks that Villa can play, does that mean that that John McGinn does play in a more advanced role, and is the man trusted to to lead that? So I'm fascinated with with what he can do there. I think if I'm being honest, it might be not even January; it might be next summer until he can really, really sort that department out. But I don't think that'll stop him having a good go at it in the meantime. So that's yeah. number one, sort the midfield out. And if anyone can spot that there's problems wrong with our midfield, it should be elite midfielder, Stephen Gerrard. To be honest, he could put his boots on, to be honest, and play midfield for us. <laughs> he might, might do a better job. Uh, I'll come to you next, Ash. Number two, what what, what must Gerrard do next? Win a, win a game of football, Dan. Win a game yeah. of football. Simple as that. Results business. Thanks, we've got, got the sack. and not winning in five. I think Gerrard will get more time than that, but... The fixtures coming up, no gimmies. So he has to get off to a quick, quick start, otherwise he can turn again. Brutal as that sound, I know Joe's been appointed today, but if you're not winning games, <laughs> you end up going. So get, get, get off to a fly, like Brighton and Palace are the first two coming up, get a result there, and then I think Gerard Galvanised the momentum in the squad and go at it over the festive period. I think, I think oh, yeah, they're going to, in, into them. But uh, yeah, win a game of football, get off to a winning start, uh, and then I think it'll all come then. I think Villa will be. Rockets up that table, and then and then I think it all, all comes together for him. Back to you, Matt. You got a third? Yeah, I think it's probably kick-starting the new boys, really. Obviously, we've the the, the holy trinity who assigned to shots who were signed to replace the void left by Jack Grealish have we've seen glimpses, but we've we've not seen anything consistently, whether that's because of injuries or where they've been played or, or whatever it is, lack of confidence in a team that's team that's been in a rut. I think as part of this thing, he's gonna to have to solve the I don't think it needs to be solved for all time, but he's gonna to have to have take a decision on the Ings Watkins dilemma. Um, to me, I think that means being not brave enough, but being a good good enough kind of man manager to say, you guys are probably going to have to share this position as centre-forward and getting people to buy into the vision that even if they're not on the pitch, they're part of a squad that, that, that they need that they need to, to reflect that. So that's the, the Ings, Ings conundrum, getting, getting him firing. Um, and similar with Bailey, 
and Buendia, you know, we've we've seen little little exciting glimpses of them. Um but little exciting glimpses isn't enough. We don't we don't need we don't need a kind of touring show that just just arrives in town every every couple of months. We need need these players to be consistently good for the reasons that we've signed them. Um so listen, it's not just going to take three new players to one side and and work on them. The, the the job is to is to improve everybody in that dressing room. But I think these these three obvious ones there that if he gets them fit and firing already, Villa become a lot more dangerous uh, as an attacking force. Yeah, number four, Ash. Yeah, pick, pick your captain. I think you'll have discussions with, with Mings and probably McGinn as well. Um, get your captain. Uh, obviously, he's Mings at the moment, isn't he? But I think Jared want to choose his own captain. Whether that's Mings again, we'll, we'll see. But and getting the best out of them pair as well, like I've said, getting Mings back to back to his best as well because he has been short as well. Hence, being dropped out of the team a couple of weeks ago now. So, yeah, I think we want to get the best out of the senior players and get them get them attuned again, them get them far again, including McGinn, who's had a bit of an up and down season as well. So, yeah, getting the senior players firing and choosing your captain and leaning on him and then getting the best out of the group. Um, so, yeah, picking your leaders, really, and, yeah, naming your captain for the season. And number five for you, Matt. You've got to do three out of these five, so a bit of pressure yeah, for you here. Yeah, that's all right, mate. I did some work. Um, <laughs> it, to me, it would be getting the club, getting what the club's on all about, understanding the fan base, you know, making himself ban the L word as much as us. You know, we, we know he spent all of his career at a, a fantastic football club and then his managerial career at an, another massive football club. He's lucky because he's at another another massive football club here. But there's a big Dean Smith-shaped void in our lives now and in our hearts. And as well as Smith, you know, I know this is the Stephen Gerrard podcast rather than the Dean Smith podcast, but as well as Smith taking us on this journey on the pitch in the last couple of years, he's also, and he's got a head start on on, on Gerrard because he kind of, he's claret and blue in his blood, but he's also had a real understanding of what, what an honour and what a privilege it is um, to do this job and to operate as, as an ambassador um, the way he's represented the club beyond that football pitch has been brilliant and I'd like to see Steven Gerrard really immerse himself in that as well and for the time that he is Aston Villa manager kind of wear that wear that honour with, with pride really I'll tell you what that's a good answer because I thought you might say something like you know stop conceding so many goals because his, his range of records is half the amount of goals conceded over the course of the season I thought you might say something like try and win a trophy but yeah some good answers there so I'm, I'm happy with that uh, well done to you both I just want to just quickly plug uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard's survey on the site I'll put a link into the comments now that you can go over and do it um, there is I think five questions that take you 30 seconds to fill it in but I want to ask you both very quickly before we go leave Gerard a good look message is the last question so if you were sat across the, the boardroom from Dean, uh, Dean Smith <laughs> just, I've read his name from Stephen Gerrard today what would your message to him be uh, ahead of uh, the next game I'll come to you first Ash pressure um, just, yeah no no regrets be, be you be you do, do what you do don't worry about anyone else in the background do what you do and um You'll soon see you'll soon see the Villa Park jumping and getting the right behind it. This momentum thing as well is massive, but just do you, mate, and um, the rest will follow. Short and sweet. Matt? Um, walk on with hope on you in your heart. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be... I, I think this, this sounds like a very kind of twee, quaint, sentimental load of old crap, which it probably is. It probably but... is. <laughs> Brighton at two minutes to three, two minutes to three against um, 
in his first game. Just take a moment, as much as the pressure is going to be, just take a moment just to have a little look. Have a look at the alt end. Have a look at the, the north stand. Have a look at the, the, the Witten lane. Have a look at the Trinity if you want. I'll give you a wave. Um, <laughs> top tier, just to the, the north stand penalty box. But just, it probably feeds back to what I was saying a minute ago. This this club's in, you know, this isn't, it isn't, it doesn't need to be a stopgap. We know what, what people's, you know, we might, know we might have a grander ambition. But just getting this place going, he's going to, you know, I think it might blow his mind, to be honest. And I'm obviously Claret and Blue bias, but I think once he realises what this club's capable of, I think it'll just, I think it'll come as a, come as a really, really pleasant big surprise. He's played at Villa Park before, so he's got a, got a feel for, for what it's like. But just, just appreciate your surroundings and appreciate the, the, the privilege that you've been given. Yeah, nice sentiments. I think that's probably a good good time to end this podcast because we've obviously got plenty of other bits and pieces of work to do on a very busy day. Loads of comments flying in, specifically on YouTube, and a lot of people with Scotland flag emojis in their badges. Uh, I'm not quite sure whether they're Rangers or Celtic, but there's a lot of bitter comments, a lot of arguments between fans in the comments as well, which is strange to see. People saying, hope we get relegated and stuff. So it's going to be entertaining, if nothing else, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> everyone loves to hate the villa, as always. Um, Matt, thank you very much for your time and rearranging a meeting to come speak to us that's very kind of you to do so you're more than welcome <laughs> and Ash thank you very much for your time as always cheers mate no worries um, we'll be back next week with, with some kind of preview for Brighton and a, a closer look at um, Gerard again when his, his backroom staff is confirmed all that kind of thing and people will be asking us about well any, people have asked about any Rangers players coming in January and stuff like that so there's still loads and loads to talk about when we've got more time so we'll be back next week for that but until then or until then thank you very much for watching and up the villa Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.